What is up everyone? This is Cyrus here with a cold open this time. Just to say that I am back recording regular content. And it hasn't even been that long since my last episode, right? What's that? It's been almost two months since my last episode? Really? Fuck. I'm the god of jits and wine. You seem rather drunk. I drink and I know things. Welcome back to another episode of Small Council Radio. This is Extra Shots with your master of drink, Cyrus Moore. I am back after another lengthy absence, and in that absence, we have had the patch that we were all waiting for. We have had the FAQ that we were waiting for, and they were interesting, to say the least. I don't really want to talk about those today, though. I think we're going to save those for the longer form podcast. I have a lot of thoughts about the patch and the FAQ. Not all of them are very flattering to the source that they came from. So we will shelve that for another time. But instead, we are going to reopen our buyer's guides. And I'm very excited to get back into these. I said that I wanted to do them over after the prospect of the upcoming patch was announced or rumored. So I kind of put this whole idea on the shelf, but it is back. We're going to discuss it, and this is all going to include all of the new changes that came with the patch and FAQ, and I really hope you all enjoy it. Again, this is for newer players, maybe just now getting in the game or have only played a few games and are looking to expand their forces, but really... If anybody gains any additional info or insight into how some of these units work, that is all the better. And that's 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 enough to make me happy that, that this podcast would serve any purpose like that at all. We uh, need to start the show off right. All right. We are drinking the Sapporo beer. You'll remember that from previous episodes. It is my favorite beer. And we are discussing the Lannisters today, which are my favorite faction. So, favorite faction, favorite beer. That's as deep as my mind works. So, with the Lannisters today, if you remember the categories, which were all drinking-related categories, because I am, in fact, the master of drink, we'll give you a bit of a refresher in case you don't remember. We're going to break it up into beers and wines. These are the things that you're going to want to start off with. They can you know, work on their own. You can have a good time with them. Uh, and they're typically more beginner-friendly. The things that you're going to want to start out with. Then we have hard liquor. These are things that might require just a little bit more nuance to play correctly. Or they may have some th- drawbacks things that uh, that might not make them as competitively viable but still fun. 
that's that middle category. And then we have the rot gut. This is the stuff that you're going to want to avoid. And only really buy these boxes if you are in collecting mode, where you're just trying to get at least one of everything. I have been there many times. We will also make it a double, which is uh, boxes that you're going to want to buy more than one of. And then finally, we're going to have our chasers. These are neutral boxes that you're going to want to add to your forces that make sense within the faction. And uh, we have a lot to cover here in Lannister, so let's get to it. First off, we'll have our beers and wines. Fuck the water. Bring me wine. It's only wine. All right, here in our initial stuff, we're going to start with a starter box, obviously. But here in Lannister's, you have a couple options of what starter box you want to go with. Do you go with the original starter box that comes with the Stark and Lannister two-player set? Or do you go with the more recent, new, Lannister-only starter box? Now, in the past, this was a pretty easy decision because one of the units that came in the new starter box was pretty terrible. But that has been changed, and it's no longer that bad. So I would actually say that if you are on your own and you do not have a buddy that would maybe split the Stark versus Lannister box with you, or if you have absolutely no interest in playing Starks at all and you only want to get Lannisters, I think the solo... Lannister starter box is a good pickup because you're going to get two units of guardsmen, halberdiers, and the House Clegane brigands, the mounted cavalry. They just got a points drop to six points, and they are a pretty solid cavalry option for the Lannisters at six points. But if you decide that you want to play around a little bit and see if you want Lannisters or Starks to start your army off with, the two-player starter is still probably the best bang for your buck. They have these starter boxes out for ridiculous deals right now. You can find these for $60, $70. You're getting a ton of minis. It's, it, it's just great value. So you really can't go wrong either way. But it's not as clear of a decision as it used to be when the game brigands were bad. Next up, I recommend you get Lannister Heroes 1. Lannister Heroes 1 is so dang good. You There's hardly a single bad unit in the box. You are getting Tywin Lannister, Commander and NCU. You're getting Tyrion, Commander and Attachment. You're getting High Sparrow. You're getting Pycelle, which is a terrific, one of the best Lannister NCUs in the game. You're going to get High Sparrow NCU, and you're going to get Sandor Clegane, attachment terrific box i totally think that it should be one of the very first ones that you should add to your army to give you more ncu options more commander options it's just a great great box to go get uh, next up i recommend you get a unit of lannister crossbows me and my playstyle, i really enjoy running mixed lists i like to run melee infantry i like to run ranged infantry and i like to run cavalry I like being able to cover all of my bases uh, to have a nice balanced list. And the Lannister crossbows are just really good. They fit in really well with a lot of the Lannister playstyle. 
and they have some really good commanders that want to work with the crossbows as well. So that is a, a high priority box as well for you. And it would give you an opportunity as if you are a new player to play around with the mechanics of how ranged combat works, which is really important to figure out, especially over long range. Uh, next up, I would recommend you get Heroes 3. Lannister Heroes 3 is another terrific box. It comes with uh, two really strong commanders, probably one commander that is the best Lannister commander currently, which is Kevin Lannister. Uh, you get more uh, attachment options. You get uh, additional NCU options, although the NCU options are a little bit lacking in Kyburn and Tommen. They are still uh, pretty decent. But in addition to these, you will be getting a hold of the Mountain That Rides, which is a tremendous solo unit. At four points, he is great for building out your lists and making sure that you get solid activations while also saving points because he is only four points. Uh, just a tremendous addition that you can make to your army. And I think Heroes 3 is another one that should be high up on your priority list. Next up, I recommend Knights of Casterly Rock. This unit is a really good cavalry unit. Uh, really powerful. The stats kind of jump off the page as it shows that you have the potential of rolling 10 attack dice if you're on the charge. Uh, really solid, and if they get stuck in combat, there's a bit of a threat that they also have Lannister Supremacy, which can deal damage to your opponent if you get attacked, which is also very nice. They are a very solid cavalry unit, and if you did not pick up Clegane Brigands in the starter box, this would be your first cavalry unit to build your army with and it's just a, a great option in addition to the other units that you may have already purchased up to this point. I love the Knights Castle Rock. I have been a big proponent of them for a few years even when they were seen as suboptimal compared to some of their other options. They're a great box. Uh, next up I would recommend Warrior Sons. Now Warrior Sons they are in a bit of a, I wouldn't say that they're a high priority for you to get, but they're a good unit. They're a solid, pretty decently hard-hitting infantry unit, and they're capable of some really good defense, especially when you pair them up with a commander that you can get out of Heroes 3, Adam Marbrand. He's able to stack Hardened with the warrior sun's defensive ability, making them nearly impossible to kill. Uh, that could be really difficult for people to deal with, especially if you are a newer player playing against another newer player. Uh, they are going to think that it is incredibly unfair. And it kind of is. But there are ways to work around it. And uh, once you start taking that combo into competitive play, you're going to notice that uh, competitive players may even completely ignore that unit and focus on some of your weaker stuff. So it's not always a guaranteed win when you bring that combo, but it is very strong. And last up in our beers and wines, I just want to give a, a brief shout out to the House Clegane Brigands. Now, if you have already picked up the Brigands, and your starter box, you don't need to pick up another one. I think one is good 
initially when you're building up your army. But I'm only bringing them up now just in case you happen to have gotten the Stark versus Lannister box. And that box comes with Mountainsmen. And if you got that box, I would recommend picking up a unit of Clegane Brigands anyway. Just to have a cheap, fast cavalry unit, I think will help in some of your list building. I think that they are good. They're not seen as great by a lot of the community, but I think that uh, having that fast speed of speed six uh, is something that Lannisters really lack. And having that option, I think, is, is really good for them. So that is the last unit that I would recommend for the Bears and Wines. So now that you have amassed a pretty good starter army, there's a few units that we could cover that are slightly more advanced or maybe less competitive than what we've already covered, and those are in our hard liquor section. It's not easy being drunk all the time. Everyone would do it if it were easy. Okay, here in hard liquor, we are going to discuss just a handful of units that aren't going to be super priority for you to get but they are worthwhile to pick up eventually. First up, I want to talk about Pyromancers. I love Pyromancers. Pyromancers are so fun, but they are incredibly tricky to run correctly. If you run Pyromancers up the field without any support, and they are leading the attack of your army, they are going to explode not just from their own wildfire, but their the opponent is going to make them die. I can guarantee that they can't they can't hold up to a stiff breeze. But when they can't, what they can do is make things die fast. Anything, anything dies fast to these guys because they're rolling attacks that do not allow defense saves, and they have vicious on the panic test plus the other Lancer panic shenanigans. These guys make models disappear quickly. They're a lot of fun, and not just that they're a melee attack, but they're also their ranged attack, and their ranged attack can get around some interesting uh, counterplay that uh, is possible when dealing with high offensive output units. You have to sometimes worry about retribution effects, like uh, Baratheon's Final Strike, which doesn't work if it's not engaged. So if you're doing your ranged attack, you're, you're able to, to get some damage without having to worry about several things in the game that deal damage back to you. So powers are a lot of fun, but they're tricky, and I would recommend them being a later addition, somewhere in the middle of your Lannister collection. Uh, next up, let's talk about Poor Fellows. Now, I personally hate... Poor fellows. But that is just a personal bias of me because I want units that can attack with something resembling consistency. And uh, poor fellows don't. Their attack profile is atrocious and one of the worst ones in the game. That's not what they're supposed to do. I know that that's not what they're supposed to do. What they're really supposed to do is help fill out your list, be a placeholder, hold objectives, tie up enemy units. The problem is, is they used to be a lot better at that in previous editions of the game. They kind of struggle with it right now because 
their profile is now uh, their defense profile is uh, below average as far as uh, straight up defense goes, but their morale is right about average. And it used to be well above average, which allowed them to hang into engagements longer than they should, but not anymore. These guys, uh, these guys are meant to sit and hold points or tie up enemy units, and they just don't do that very well anymore. But they still have a purpose. I acknowledge that. And if you want to go out and pick up some poor fellows to help out with your list building, say you're, you're constantly coming up four points short and you're not sure what to do about it, a unit of poor fellows will help you out and they would be a decent enough support piece out on the field to help you control objectives. Uh, next up, I'd like to talk about Red Cloaks. Red Cloaks are a very interesting unit. They used to be probably one of my uh, favorite units just in their pure power level because they, uh, they used to be, well, just a bit overtuned when they could make multiple panic tests during one perceived action of a charge. They can't do that anymore, and then their melee profile got nerfed down to 4-plus to hit, so they're not as effective in combat. But their constant proccing of panic tests can be something that can be really annoying, especially if you combine it with intimidating presence that can be found in The Mountain That Rides or House Bolton Flademen, which we will talk about later. If uh, you are constantly triggering panic tests using their Lannister Justice ability, you are making units just bleed wounds that they're not going to be able to do much about it because it's going to be very difficult for them to pass a lot of these panic tests. So red cloaks are a lot of fun. They're not seen as super competitive right now. They are not a unit that you should rush out to get initially, uh, but they are one that you should add to your collection and definitely play around with because they are capable of some wild interactions. And I'm going to stop right here because I said that you might not want to go out and get it immediately. This is all recommendations, okay? If you love the sculpts of these models and you want to go out and get yourself a unit of red cloaks first, I'm not going to hate you. I think I think they're kind of cool looking. If you're, if you're here for advice and, and general, just trying to get a general idea of, of your approach to, to adding to your collection, that's really all this is, but uh, I would definitely not want to discourage anyone from going out and getting a box that they want. Uh, last up here, I'm going to do what I did at the end of the last section and bring up a unit that you may or may not have already, and that is the House Clegane Mountains Men. Uh, the Mountains Men, if you picked up a Lannister-only starter box, you don't have these guys yet, and I would recommend picking them up here. Uh, Mountain's Men, along with Red Cloaks, are not seeing as, as seen as being competitively viable right now. But I actually think that they're a pretty solid unit. They're just, maybe just lacking just a little bit. But they're still fun, and they're still pretty decent to run in a, a Gregor Clegane commander list. They are you know, pretty decent in combat. Uh, the only problem is their main ability is conditional. And if you're not meeting that condition, then they fall into the category of being a really bad unit. But if you are meeting that condition, they're a pretty good unit. So average those out, 
they're an okay unit. And I, I have a little bit more love for Mountain's Men than some of the community does, but they're right here in the at the end of the hard liquor section. Uh, and I think it's uh, I think it's a deserved spot for them here. All right, now that we have completed our hard liquor, we got to go to the rough stuff. Even though we may not want to, we need to discuss the units that you should probably avoid here in the rot gut section. Drink. Drink. Okay, we knew it was coming. These are the units or the unit boxes that you're going to want to avoid and only pick these up if either A, you just you feel like you got to have them because you like the sculpts or you're just rounding out your collection. These are the last ones that you picked up and you're just trying to get one of everything just because you're in collector's mode. First up here, we're going to talk about the Casterly Rock Arnogard. This hurts my heart. I am not even kidding. When these first released, we all knew that they were bad. These were horrible. They were too expensive and too slow. And their ability was incredibly clunky and hard to pull off effectively. And we wouldn't touch these with a 10-foot pole. We would really only run them to as a gag, basically. It's like, ah, yeah, I'm running uh, Cashley Rock Honor Guard today. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, it, was it was rough. It was a rough time. But then in the latest patch, they did get some attention. Their cost was reduced to 7, and their speed was up to 5. And that did make them better. But they are not good. They are not a good unit. I think, and I, I wanted to push back against this when I saw it in Discord, but someone said that the Warrior Sons are better at seven points. And I wanted to disagree, but I can't. I can't. The Honor Guard are just too unreliable with that ability. That is spending tokens to gain abilities, which are, are, to be fair, decent. But first, you're relying on token generation, which you may not be able to pull off, or your opponent is able to deny you. And even if you do get that token generation, it's spent to get a, a marginal effect temporarily. It's really rough. And I have to put the honor guard here in the rocket section. Yeah, I don't think it's a unit that you should go, you should actively try to pursue. Uh, the the sculpts are also pretty divisive. Some people say that they look really cool. Some people say that they look really ugly. I think that they look fine. They look like you know they look interesting at least. Uh, they are highly detailed, but a lot of people don't like the uh, the lion helmets. It's just really rough because I wanted to like these guys. I really wanted to like them, and I really wanted to like them after the patch. But I did uh, play a game or two with them, and I have been tracking their uh, the perception of this unit over Discord, and it is still highly negative. 
and people who just prefer to run Warrior Sons or something else completely. And it's sad. It makes me sad. I'm sad now. Uh, what makes me even more sad, though, uh, we're going to get further. Here, let me get a drink first because we're going to talk about a unit that, uh, that makes me really sad. <clears throat> Let's talk about the Lannisport City Watch. Oh, Lord. When this unit came out, I thought that it was going to be really good because it had unique abilities that we had not seen in the game yet. And it had, uh, it, it just, it just seemed interesting. It, it seemed like fun, but it is not a good unit. It is not a good unit at all. And in comparison to what else is available within the faction now, Lannister Halberdiers are five points and are widely seen as a better unit than the Lansport City Watch at six points. Ah, that's rough. That's rough. Now I'm sad. Ah, well, there's one more box here to discuss in the Rot Gut section. And, uh, well, it's not going to help my sadness levels any. It is the Lannister Attachment Box 1. The attachment boxes were a good idea. They offered several attachments that had been seen earlier in the game and some new ones that were unique to the attachment box. Now, as a new player, if you are not going to go out and get all of the boxes that include these attachments in them, it might be worthwhile to to pick up the box. I think the only one that is in yeah, so the only one that is not in the starter box is the Champion of Faith. And the Champion of Faith just got a nerf in the most recent patch. So it's not even worthwhile to go get. So let me just rewind a little bit and say the attachment box isn't that worthwhile to get. It has one attachment in it that is decent. The other ones are not good. So you're getting in the Lancer attachment box the Assault Veteran, the Guard Captain, which are in the starter, the Champion of Faith, which uh, recently got a nerf, and it's seen as not as good anymore. The Turncoat, which is interesting, is it is an, an enemy attachment, uh, but it is clunky, to say the least. Uh, the, the trigger on it is not uh, very beneficial to all of your game plans. It really limits you to only using it offensively. And... It's just not as good of an effect, and you're typically better off spending that one point elsewhere. The Sentinel Enforcer has Taunt, which is a pretty terrible keyword in the game right now. Uh, everyone hates it, and it's uh, it's just not very good. And definitely not worth spending one point over. The only ray of sunshine in the entire box is the new Clegane Butcher, which just got a points decrease, and a complete ability rework here in the last patch. It is a one-point cavalry attachment that has Fueled by Slaughter, which allows you to heal the more damage you do to an enemy unit. That uh, is a really good ability for one point. There is some really good places in Lannister for it to go that I think uh, would be worthwhile. But you're not going to buy a box for one model. That's just not practical, not efficient, 
and I would recommend it. So I think that the attachment box is really a toss-up of one of these three that should be your last purchase here in Lannisters. We got to get this negativity out. This is this hasn't been fun. I don't want to be negative. I love the Lannisters, but these last three boxes break my heart. I need another drink. Okay. Next up, we're going to lighten up the mood a little bit. We're going to make it a double, and we're going to talk about some units that you should get more than one of. You're so drunk, you're probably seeing double. I have two guns, one for each of you. Now, I know that's not a Game of Thrones quote, but you know what else? I don't care! Okay, here and make it a double. These are things that you're going to want to double up on. Get two... Hell, get three. I mean, some of these are really good, but yeah, get two. Two is good enough. Uh, first up here, uh, get yourself an extra unit of crossbows. Gun lines in miniature war games are a thing. You know, they happen. And they're a thing for a reason, because they can be really effective when they're done right. Lannisters, uh, with their crossbows and some of their commanders and attachments, are capable of doing some really good gun lines, and they can be really effective. So double crossbows in a list, it, it can be really good, and I would recommend getting one after you've gotten some of the uh, earlier boxes. And next up, we have Knights of Casterly Rock. I think that you should get an extra unit of Knights of Cashley Rock. Because double heavy cav can be really scary. It's really expensive, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Throwing down two Knights of Cashley Rock on the table, unless your opponent has a particular style list that is good into heavy cav like that, uh, they're going to be worried. They're not, uh, they're not going to have a good time. And that's good for you as a Lannister. Lastly here, I'm not sure if I would recommend getting a second unit of Poor Fellows, but if you're wanting to run a very elite unit-centric type list that still wants to have battlefield control, you're going to need more than one of these cheap units. Uh, the Mountain That Rides would be one. You could run one unit of Poor Fellows. You could run a second unit of Poor Fellows, but you are really thinning out, and you're putting a lot of your point capital in those remaining two units if you're going for eight activations. So I, I'm not sure I could fully recommend Poor Fellows as a second box, but what in my heart I can recommend for pure fun value is a second unit of Pyromancers. Now, this is not competitive. It's not. If you throw down two units of Pyromancers in a competitive tournament, you're probably going to lose more games than you win. But those games that you do win and those games that you narrowly lose are going to be a lot of fun. I have played multiple Pyromancers lists in the past, and they are fun. That is a, a partial recommend on something that you should make a double. All right. 
Last up, we're going to discuss some neutral options that you can add to your list building that fit with the Lannisters. I always drink before a fight. Okay, here in our chaser section, these are some neutrals. Uh, first up, start with Heroes 1. Neutral Heroes 1 has some options that fit really well with what Lannisters are trying to do. So Neutral Heroes 1 has Roose Bolton, Commander, and NCU both fit really well with what the Lannisters are trying to do. Uh, Peter Baelish, which also is great. Ramsay Snow, Commander and Attachment. Lord Varys and Reek. All of those options in Lannisters fit really well. And they're really welcome as far as list building goes. Uh, they fit at the panic style, uh, the control style, and I, I, I can't say many good things about it. I can't say too many good things about it. They are really good and should be one of the... They're going to be in contention for one of the first boxes that you should pick up in the Lannisters on top of the, the boxes previously recommended in the Beers and Wines. Lannister, or the Neutral Heroes one is that good. Uh, next up, let's talk about the Flayed Men. The House Bolton Flayed Men. They caught a little nerf here in the most recent patch, but I don't think it's hurt them that bad, especially not for what the Lannisters are trying to do because they're all about that panic anyway. They still have Vicious. They still have Intimidating Presence. They're going to cause problems for a Lannister opponent. So it's kind of a toss-up whether you want to get two Knights of Cashley Rock or if you want to get one Knight of Cashley Rock and one Flayed Men or if you want to get two Flayed Men. I mean, the, the choice is entirely up to you. If it were me, I would recommend one Knight of Cashley Rock and one unit of Flayed Men. But having two heavy cab in your back pocket to throw down on an elite list uh, that might, it might be seven activations, but it features two heavy cavalry. Uh, that is kind of my bread and butter. That is a lot. That is the uh, core of what a lot of lists that I've made in the past. Uh, I would highly recommend it. So House Bolton Flayed Men, definitely pick one up for your Lannisters. Last up. And the neutrals that we are going to discuss is the House Bolton Cutthroats. Now these guys, they're a little bit on the fence right now. The reason why I say that is with the Lannister Halberdiers getting changed to five points, those guys are in direct competition with Cutthroats for a offensive five-point option to go along with the Lannister Guardsmen as a defensive five-point option. Now, the Cutthroats might be able to spike damage a little higher because of their uh, Brutal Armaments ability, which gives you rerolls and a vulnerable token when attacking something that hasn't activated, uh, along with Vicious. But they are less defensive. So if you're thinking pure offense, then maybe the cutthroats are for you. But if you're trying to hedge your bets a little bit, you want some offense and you know some defensive capability, then maybe go with halberdiers. But having a box of cutthroats in your back pocket to maybe throw into a list which 
uh, might feature Roos Bolton as your commander. That would give you another Bolton unit on the field. Uh, is not a bad option. The other neutrals that are available aren't really good fits for Lannisters. Uh, typically, there's going to be something that fits the Lannisters a little bit better than, say, Stormcrow Mercenaries or Stormcrow Archers or uh, Hedge Knights. Uh, those options, while viable, you can make them work, aren't at the front of uh, neutral units that you're going to want to go out and get, especially early on. But all right, that covers it for the buyer's guide of the Lannisters. I do hope you enjoyed, and I hope if you are a new player just catching this show for the first time, uh, thanks for joining. I'm going to be doing these for the remaining factions in the game from this point on, and I am just happy to get back to recording these. These are a lot of fun to do, and if you have any comments for uh, ideas for future shows, uh, you can find me on Discord. I'm on Facebook. I'm going to try to upload these more regularly. I am aiming for at least once a week, uh, potentially more if I find myself with some extra free time. But I think I have, in fact, rambled on long enough, and we will close this show out by saying, I think I need another drink. You're still here. You seem rather drunk.